0: Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hopefully you guys' this work week is off to a rolling start. Had Monday off. Hopefully most of you did that but a lot to catch you up on on BYU football news today. A schedule change for the 2020 schedule between the Cougars and the Cougars. Speaking of BYU and the University of Houston. We'll talk about that. Talk about a new proposal by the NCAA about NCAA transfers granting immediate uh, eligibility to one-time transfers. We'll talk about that and also catch up with NFL agent Evan Brennan, a former BYU alum now representing former Cougars in the NFL and many other players. Talk with him about the guys he's representing in this year's draft class, speaking of the Cougars, as well as just getting some of the background on what he has done to make himself into an agent, how he got into the business, etc. So a lot to get to on today's show. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network, and that is the Locked On Podcast Network. And with that rundown out of the way. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 19th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for downloading this podcast. All focused on the BYU Cougars, the Locked On Cougars podcast aims to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU information and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on. That way, you never miss an episode. And as I like to say, we'll make you the smartest BYU fan in the room, each and every. Every day, starting off today's show, we're talking BYU football news. Coming yesterday, the BYU adds another weeknight game officially as it has been announced that BYU will host the University of Houston in their matchup on the weekend of Friday, October seventeenth. This is the weekend it was supposed to be on, but the game on Friday, October sixteenth. So BYU's home game against the University of Houston is moving to Friday, October sixteenth. Will be a featured national television matchup on either ESPN or ESPN two. The game was originally slated for Saturday, October 17th, makes BYU have three weeknight games currently on their schedule to open up the season on September 3rd, a Thursday night at the University of Utah up there at Rice Eccles Stadium, and then also on conference weekend, speaking of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints General Conference, BYU and Utah State will revert back to their Friday night showdown that they traditionally play on that weekend, and in addition... A couple weeks after that, BYU will host Houston on a Friday night. I'm actually a big fan of BYU playing on Thursdays and Fridays. I think it gets more eyeballs on the Cougars and their stated ambitions of having more exposure uh, through – through ESPN, through being an independent, well guess what? The best exposure you can get if you're not going to play on an ABC television showdown against USC at 1.30 on a Saturday afternoon, well guess what? Play Friday or Thursday nights where there's maybe one or two other games and you can really be featured in that regard. I know that Friday nights are tough for some people because of high school football etc. I completely get that but BYU's stated ambition is to get more eyeballs on their football program. Stuff like this, playing on a Friday night against the University of Houston I think it's a fantastic win-win for the university and the football program because like I said it gets all of the eyeballs on them you have national power players who are trying to just kill time before the Saturday slate begins they're watching these games on weeknights because there's not a lot else on so I think this is a big time addition for BYU additionally some other good news I think for the BYU football program is an announcement from the NCAA yesterday the Division 1 transfer Waiver Working Group. I know it's a very, very convoluted, long title. Essentially, it's a work group commissioned by the NCAA to look into NCAA transfers, particularly for football and men's basketball. Division I athletes in all sports could transfer and compete immediately if a concept under consideration by this transfer waiver working group is adopted by the Division I Council. Uh, They acknowledge, this is the quote from the NCAA in their release, the current system is unsustainable. Working group members believe it's time to bring our transfer rules more in line with today's college landscape, unquote, said working group chair John Steinbrecher, of the Mid-American Conference. He continued, quote, This concept provides a uniform approach that is understandable, predictable, and objective. Most importantly, it benefits students. So what it would essentially mean is immediate eligibility is granted to all players in all sports. There are five sports currently at Division I athletics that are not el- immediately eligible at their new school and among those is the fbs football ranks or football in general men's and co- women's college basketball ice hockey and one other sport so i apologize i don't remember the other sport that it's obviously see uh baseball basketball football or men's ice hockey there you go so the release just saved me there so I think this is a good addition. I understand there's a bunch of people crying out. This is only going to benefit the big boys in college football. Conversely, I actually think it's a fantastic thing for schools like BYU because all these schools, let's be honest, college football coaches, they blow smoke up guys' skirts, to use that expression, all the time in recruiting. You're going to come in here and compete for immediate eligibility, and then once they sign that national letter of intent with that school, they show up to school that summer, maybe during the winter semester, and find out they're way down the Death chart they're not happy they are been felt like they've been jilted or lied to by their position coach who may or may not have moved on to a new job at that by that time well guess what if you can immediately leave be eligible at your new school well maybe that school let's say BYU that was more real with you kind of explained the situation they found themselves in with you and you'd think you know what I'd rather go play for BYU and quote-unquote be the guy there Well, this is an opportunity for BYU and other programs, I think, to have an opportunity to get some of these guys who show up at the big programs with stars in their eyes and realize, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. So, currently, what it would mean is you're immediately eligible if you receive a transfer release from the previous school you played at, you leave your previous school academically eligible, you maintain your academic progress at the new school you transfer to, and also leave under no disciplinary suspension. I think this is a win win for all parties in the NCAA. The current transfer model is broken. I'm with Mr. Steinbrecher here, uh, Commissioner Steinbrecher, I guess I I should say. And I think that all the student athletes in regards to guys who want to play high-level Division I athletics, maybe get to the program that they were promised they were going to be the guy at, find out they're not the guy at, they're not happy, they want to find a new home. Well, the current model, you have to sit out a year in the, quote, year in residence, and anymore it's become such a farce because if you have a big enough name and you lawyer up enough. Guess what? You're immediately eligible. But you have to be able to pay for that with those lawyers. I think this model where every player gets a one-time transfer, no, no problems. You're immediately eligible at your new school. I think it's a win-win scenario for all, all parties involved. And I think a school like BYU... As long as they're frank with these young men in the recruiting process, some of them that may have been seduced by some of the big-name programs show up to those big-name programs, aren't happy. Well, maybe after all, be why you didn't look so bad in hindsight, and these young men don't have to consider, you know what, I don't want to sit out another year if I were to transfer this goes through and they're anticipating it could go through as soon as next year so the 2020 2021 seasons coming up in ncaa athletics that could be implemented these young men could think you know what i'm not happy here maybe a school like byu is where i should be they could transfer and be immediately eligible i think it'd be a fantastic fantastic resolution of a long-running issue in ncaa athletics and i think byu would be a beneficiary of it and we'll see how it all shakes out But I think this current scenario is a win-win for BYU, NCAA, and just student-athletes in general. All right, we'll catch up uh, with Evan Brennan coming up next. A sports agent has a unique background when it comes to getting into the sports agent game. He'll explain that, and then we'll also talk about the three players, the three former Cougars that he is representing in this year's draft class, get his insights on where they stand currently with the NFL as the NFL Combine comes up next week, and of course the NFL Draft two months out. We'll talk with him next. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your vehicles, you can listen to this podcast without so much as lifting a finger. You can even do it at home without lifting a finger. All you have to do is tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and that way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news. Like I said, you don't have to lift a finger. Tell your smart speaker if you're hanging out at home or if you plug your smartphone into most most people like myself, you plug your smartphone into your vehicle. When you're driving around, just tell your smart assistant or your smart device play podcast locked on cougars and like you said you'll be up to date with everything going on in byu sports news each and every day and as we aim to be you'll be the smartest byu fan in the room all right guys I had a chance to catch up with evan brennan he, you can find him on twitter at evan the agent he is the um, he's a coaches and player agent for united athletes sports it's a full service agency representing nfl players and football coaches both in the collegiate and pro ranks does a great job. He's a BYU alum. He's gone, I think, also. Let's see, to Cal State University Long Beach, as well as uh, University of Chapman Law School down there in Southern California. He represents a number of players in the pro ranks, particularly in the NFL. I had a great conversation with him. Without further ado, let's get to it. He explains his background first, and then we'll break into some of the conversation regarding the, the athletes he's representing. Speaking of former Cougars, former BYU football players in this year's draft class. Without further do. Here you go. Evan Brennan with myself right here on Locked on Cougars. Please welcome in now Evan Brennan. He is a sports agent who focuses on guys in the NFL, has a very unique background story. guy I've known for a little while now, but I wanted to get his insight on some of the guys he's representing that are from BYU, but also just the agent process overall when it comes to the NFL draft. Evan, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Let's start off here. How did you get into being a sports agent? I think a lot of people see movies like Jerry Maguire, et cetera, have seen some of these so called super agents. How did you break into the business?
1: Uh, really simple. When I was at BYU, I had a bunch of buddies that were on the team um, They're at BYU. Uh, my father's an attorney, and for some reason, my buddies, even though I was the same age as them, thought that I knew something about selecting a, a sports agent. They asked me to be involved i was very reluctant because i quite frankly didn't know anything about the business and uh sat in on some of their agent meetings gave them some basic advice on how to hire an attorney and that led to um you know going to law school getting a master's degree in sports business management and here I am representing nearly 30 players in the NFL. So you just never know where, where things are going to take you.
0: <laughs> did you, when you first set out, like in college and everything? Did you have any aspirations of doing this? Did you want to be in sports in general? What was your kind of your goal going into college and everything?
1: I was a history major. I was planning okay. on being a, a, a history professor. I was really into it. Uh, Law school, given kind of, you know, like I said, I've got family members that are attorneys, was potentially on my mind. But I did not set out to uh, represent professional athletes in any such imagination when I came to BYU as an undergrad.
0: Okay, now as an agent, you have a unique relationship with these players, obviously. You, You are representing their business interests both on and off the field. Can you give just a, a synopsis of what you do on a daily basis? You said 30 guys you're representing currently in the league. What do you do on a daily basis for all of those gentlemen?
1: I mean, today I was negotiating an appearance and a signing at a car dealership in Michigan. Um, I'm checking in on guys on how they're training and how that progress is going for the NFL Combine. You know, I'm setting up shoe deals. Um, I get involved in marketing and branding and content creation. I'm setting up all kinds of meetings and you know, working with different folks, different vendors that provide different services for my clients. Uh, it's ongoing. I took a call last night at 11.30 p.m. I took a call this morning at 6.15 a.m. I mean, it's, it's ongoing. I took a call from the Houston Texans about 20 minutes ago about some of the negotiations that I have ongoing uh, that we're going to start really working on this off season. So every minute, something new. It's, it's quite the uh, uh, smorgasbord of, of services and different things you have to provide your players constantly.
0: Is that kind of the fun part of it, though? You never quite know what's coming next?
1: Yeah, he really keeps you on your toes. An agent does so many different things and has to be an expert at so many different things uh, in general that it's it's kind of fun to try to problem solve. I'd I'd say that's, that's kind of really what I do as I'm a professional problem solver. <laughs>
0: that's, that's probably not a bad, bad idea, what you go, go through on a daily basis. Uh, let's talk a little bit of coming with the NFL Combine, et cetera. Just as kind of a general overview, when an agent goes to the NFL Combine, I think a lot of people understand, okay, uh, front office personnel are there to evaluate these players. The players are there, obviously. It's an on-site job interview for a week straight, it feels like. For an agent, what does the NFL Combine mean for you?
1: Oh, uh, I, I, I if you looked at my calendar right now, my Google calendar, it is literally looks like you know a skills bag. There are so many different colors of meetings I've got going on. It's wild. Really, what the NFL Combine is, for a kind of our convention, and so okay. anyone associated with uh, football business is there. I've got meetings with PR firms. I've got meetings with with trainers. I've got meetings with front office personnel, scouts. I've got meetings with the media. The Boston Globe is going to be following me around and doing a story on me. Um, I've got meetings with people that are new content creation, videographers. I've got meetings with shoe companies. I've got meetings with apparel companies for endorsement deals. You just you name it. And that's what I'm doing all day, every day, the whole next week. Are you gonna sleep? Like it's, ah, <laughs> uh, it's you know these some of these meetings you know take place in the very late the night, 12:30, 1:00 a.m., and then you start up again at 9 a.m.
0: Oh, man. Uh, it sounds like a wild ride. I know you put out on social media recently. You were open invite for anybody to follow you around all access at the NFL Combine. You said the Boston Globe is going to follow you around. Anybody else take you up on that offer? Well, there's
1: quite a few people. There's quite a few people. It's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be walking around looking like um, you know, leading some kind of New Orleans uh, for your <laughs> procession or something like that. There's going to be all kinds of people. But, uh, yeah, quite a few people hit me up on it for sure.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that. You've also um, created some social media channels. You've got a, a YouTube series going right now, if not mistaken, kind of, kind of talking about the day-in and day-out life of what an agent goes through. What led you to create that type of stuff?
1: Well, for now, it's pretty low fi I had a you know, GoPro camera, and uh, everywhere I went last fall, I, I documented. I finally hired some professional people that have really helped me out with it in the spring. But uh, the real reason I did it, is because when I got into this business, you know, a decade ago, it was a lot of theoretical stuff you could learn in the classroom about the business, but very little uh, real-world experience, um, and agents weren't real interested in sharing that with you. Um, and it took a lot of hard knocks, and school hard knocks, for me to kind of figure some things out. And so, you know, I want to lead this business better than when I found it. And if you know what I'm putting out there can be transparent and honest about uh, what needs to be done to be successful, then that's going to help, you know, the next generation of agents, and that's what I'm interested in. All
0: right. There's the first part with Evan Brennan coming up in just a second. We're going to catch up with him and talk about the former players he's representing in this year's draft class. He's got three former Cougars on his roster currently and got some high remarks for all three of them. And We'll talk about those guys coming up here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a request for you guys. when If you guys are listening to this podcast and if you've been listening for some time now, I've asked this multiple times, but I'm going to make another plea for you guys on whichever podcatcher you're listening to us on. Please leave us a good rating and review. The five-star ratings on the Apple Podcast feed, in particular, are worth their weight in podcast gold because what it does is it helps BYU fans find this podcast, and conversely, helps us as a podcast find BYU fans. It's a win-win situation. It's a symbiotic relationship. So, if you don't mind taking but a moment to leave us favorable, leave us a favorable rating and review on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on, it really would help us out. Thank you in advance, and we love being with you guys. Guys each and every day right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, guys, let's get to part two of my conversation with Evan Brennan from United Athletes Sports, of course, an agent representing players in the NFL ranks as well as coaches in both the pro and collegiate ranks as well. But he was representing three former Cougars in this year's draft class, speaking of Gonwoluku, Aleva Hifo, and Marone Laulu Pututau, Had a chance to speak with him about all three of those athletes, what he sees from them, and some of the feedback he's getting from NFL personnel regarding all three of those Cougars. So without further ado, here's part two of my conversation with Evan Brennan wanted to talk to you about some of the guys you're representing from BYU in this upcoming draft class. Uh, we'll start off with Diane Gonwoloku. I think he's most uh, people's kind of the prognosticators. If you were to pick a BYU guy that's probably going to get drafted, if any BYU, BYU guy does get drafted, it's Diane Gonwoloku. Where do you see Diane falling currently and what is kind of highlighted? Why did you want to represent him?
1: Diane's a smart kid, particularly in the football field. He's very versatile, he's done a lot of things for BYU. He plays a position in which a lot of guys make it. Uh, He's a good special teams player, can tackle. uh, He's going to move very well in the position drills, as well as the broad, the vert, the 40, the shuttle, the three cone. He has a nose for the football, and the teams are going to love his special teams ability. And uh, we were told by NFL teams to sign him strictly off that. Uh, So we're excited with him. He'll probably be a nickel corner at the next level. Uh, He'll play on those those slot receivers, um, and that's kind of where we see him fitting in NFL schemes moving forward.
0: Most people, when they saw him play at BYU, they saw him play at cornerback, saw him play at safety. Even some of us that watched him in high school, like myself, even saw him play some outside linebacker at the high school level. Does that position versatility benefit him as he looks now towards the NFL?
1: Yeah, it shows that he can pick up a lot of the schemes really quickly. NFL teams, you know, um, they want you to pick up the scheme instantaneously. Guys that can't pick things up really quickly, teams move on very quickly from. And so the fact that he's played so many positions on defense, uh, lends itself to that he's a smart football player, and that you know if he gets a shot um, in training camp and OTAs working uh, community camp, he's going to pick things up really, really quickly. And uh, that's another benefit that he brings to the table.
0: What is the one or two things he needs to work on most in your mind, or what you're hearing from NFL personnel
1: evaluators? Well, we think he's going to run pretty fast, but he's got to run fast. If that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, he's, you know he's probably one of the faster players on BYU's team, um, but. He needs to do that given his size. Uh, you know, Showing his hips, showing that he understands how to play, nickel, uh, like I said, is going to be a huge show. So you well, know he's Pro Day, uh, you know, in the positional drills, when they line him up, um, he's got to show that he can flip his hips. He's got great footwork. We sent him to work with the Footwork King in, in uh, Houston uh, to work specifically on that. And so he's excited to show what he can do.
0: What is the feedback on him currently? Do, you, do they see him as a draft pick, an undrafted free agent? Where is he currently slotted?
1: he's right there could go either way you know a truly special performance um, at his uh, pro day could put him into the draft conversation he had a great NFL PA game which was huge to show what he can do as a football player so that helped him Uh, but yeah the pro day is going to be really everything for him
0: now let's talk about Leva Hifo Leva is one of the guys I enjoyed watching the most in a BYU uniform he's similar to Diane in his ability to kind of adapt to different positions what has kind of been the initial feedback on him
1: Probably the best overall tester um, in my class, probably the best tester at BYU as a, in the senior class. You will light it up. Um, he's the guy that I'm looking for at BYU's day to really open some eyes in terms of what he'll do in the broad, the Vert, the Shuttle, and the 40. Um, tremendous athlete, very versatile, can do a lot of different things. Um, showcased well in the Hula Bowl in Hawaii, the All-Star Game a few weeks after the start of the year. Um, he's just gotta show that he can catch the ball and uh, he'll be in a good spot. I actually expect him to stock to be potentially just as high, if not higher, than Diant.
0: Interesting. Is that based on just kind of your evaluation of what you've seen from him so far? Is that personnel from the inside the NFL feeding that to you?
1: Well, the NFL teams were pretty high on him. I spoke to a number of different teams, the different All Star games I attended, and teams were eyeing him. Um, he, he came very highly recommended from the, from the teams I spoke to during the season.
0: Very nice. Uh, when it comes to eleven, do most see him as a slot receiver?
1: Yeah, uh, the returnability makes him more versatile. When you're, when you're scouting receivers, the big possession guys, a lot of times they can't play special teams because they're not fast enough to run down on punt and kick coverage, and they can't return. And so it makes them more one-dimensional. Uh, it's harder for them to make you know a roster in the NFL that only has five or six receivers. If you have a guy that can play in the slot and can return, Particularly as a punt returner, those are hard to find. And Aleva checks those boxes, which makes him more likely to make a roster than a similar talented uh, possession receiver.
0: When it comes to Aleva, you mentioned the fact you expect him to test extremely well. What does he need to work on most?
1: Catching the ball uh, crisply and cleanly um, in the position drills. He's really looking to see uh, what he can do there. That will be the number one thing that's most important for him.
0: All right, now let's talk about Moroni Laulu-Pututau, a tight end to BYU. When he was healthy, I think most BYU fans saw him as one of the more dynamic uh, talents on BYU's offense, but that's the issue. He hasn't been fully healthy for some time now. What is the status of MLP currently?
1: MLP is a specimen physically, big strong, long, you look at him and you immediately think that he's an NFL player. He passed the eyeball test probably just as well, if not better than anyone we've talked about so far. Um, he came recommended to me from a couple of NFL teams, uh, but he is going to need to test well to kind of askew and assuage any concerns teams may have about his age, given he's a return missionary, mm-hmm. and also about his injury history. I expect him to test pretty well, but that's, that's, what, that's where his route's going to be. He'll probably 100% for sure be an undrafted free agent but you should know that tight end is the easiest position right now to make it in the nfl over 50 percent of all the tight ends last year that signed with an agent made an active roster or practice squad that's number one for any position the nfl's looking for them, and so if you're going to roll the dice on a guy moron is a good good bet to do so given the position he plays his size and his athletic ability
0: is that because the tight end's becoming more of an in vogue position in the NFL as general just in terms of its ability to attack the field in different ways?
1: Yeah, you can really mask what you're doing as long as you have a tight end that can both block and run and catch. Um, you, know, you can line up in a heavy formation with two tight ends um, and run the ball really effectively and, and then go in the hurry up and without switching personnel go 3-4 wide. Um, that can cause a lot of problems for defenses. Bill Belichick did that with Gronk and, and Hernandez pretty well. Uh, and other teams have done it as well. So if you can get these guys that can block and can run, it's a very versatile weapon because it doesn't tip what you're doing, and you can do a lot of different things out of a formation with someone like that.
0: I spent a lot of time covering the BYU football program. I'd be sitting down there at practice, and I'd watch guys like Moroni. He was working with guys like Matt Bushman. After practice, you would see them be the last guys off the field, and you're probably wondering, okay, what are they doing? You're probably thinking, okay, they're probably catching passes. No, they were over on the blocking sleds working on their blocking technique. And is that something that he still has to prove to NFL teams that, hey, I can block effectively at this level?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, if you remember, he kind of came to BYU um, as a wide receiver, yeah. and has kind of transformed his body into something stronger, uh, more punishing as a uh, as a tight end. And so while he does have some tape blocking, and that's a lot of what he did this year, teams are going to want to see his hand placement. Teams are going to want to see how he gets out of his stance. Teams are going to want to see his drive and his legs, and then obviously see how well he catches the ball away from his body and cleanly uh, without any drops in the position drills. So those will be big, but. Really, he's got to show that he's a great athlete to make them uh, feel comfortable with any uh, issues that he may have had in the past with injuries and and his age.
0: Evan, final thing for me is, as you look forward now, we're just, what, are we two months away from the NFL draft at this point? Yep, end of April. Okay. In these next two months, we've spoken about these three BYU players and all the other clients you have on your roster currently, I guess we'll call it. What is the biggest thing for each of them to show slash do in the next two months?
1: Definitely got to show that you're a freak athlete. The NFL is all about freak athleticism. Guys that are great college players but do not possess elite NFL athleticism, for the most part, teams view them as just that, it's good college players and nothing more. So it's very, very important that you show that you're a great, great athlete in all the drills. Secondly, I'd say show that you're a good football player, too, on top of that. Yeah. that you can do the different things that your position requires of you. Show that you're smart. Show that you can pick up a playbook really quickly. Show that you're hardworking show that you're not a knucklehead off the field and show that you're healthy and there hasn't been a pattern in your past of being unhealthy uh, or a knucklehead that's kind of really what these players are looking to showcase over the next two months
0: okay I know I said last question but I got one more for you here I know you don't represent him but Taysom Hill big conversation about him and his versatility as a quarterback slash do everything player you mentioned the fact that freak athletes are what the NFL is looking for is that kind of the description of what Taysom Hill represents
1: yeah, I mean, I stood next to the Saints at Taysom Hill's Pro Day and heard him talk about him. He was a freak athlete. The reason he didn't get drafted is injury history and age and some accuracy questions. It wasn't that Taysom was never going to get a shot, but his stock was lower because of those things. Now, he went and proved that his stock was definitely very well worth the investment put into him. Uh, but that's how this whole thing works is it's not can you play or can you not, because most of these kids can play a little bit. It's can you, how, where do you sit? On your ability versus somebody else and really only the top you know 500 players are going to get a shot
0: it's crazy i know it's a crazy time for you evan can't thank you enough for taking the time look forward to catching up with you down the road okay
1: no problem thanks so much for your time
0: Alright, there you go. Evan Brennan at EvanTheAgent on social media. You can find him on Instagram. Also, you can find him on uh, Twitter at EvanTheAgent. Does a great job. Has some great different promotional materials out there. Talking about his background as an agent. He's very open. And if you guys have questions for him, feel free to reach out anytime at EvanTheAgent. Make sure to leave him a note and let him know thank you for joining us here on Locked On Cougars. It really helps us get more guests when guests feel like, you know what? That was a good time. I'm glad I invested the time in joining that podcast so big thanks to Evan Brennan for joining us here on Locked On Cougars hoping to catch up with all three of those former Cougars as well as a number of other former Cougars in the coming days and weeks as we talk BYU football with guys getting ready for the NFL draft current Cougars uh, prepping for the next season in the upcoming NFL season so plenty to get to in the coming days and weeks right here on Locked On Cougars I want to thank you guys most of all for joining us each and every day you can follow this show on social media at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram Instagram and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, and if you'd like to weigh in with your thoughts, concerns, or comments via email, you can do so by emailing us lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address to use in that regard. We'll be back tomorrow previewing BYU taking on Santa Clara. Obviously, a big-time showdown against Gonzaga later this week. We'll have comments from Mark Pope and players during media availability, which is later today on tomorrow's podcast, and until then, hopefully you guys all are having a great Wednesday. Wednesday a great hump day halfway through the work week even though we had Monday off have a great rest of your day this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 19th 2020 and we will talk to you tomorrow